0: Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Spooky Sundays. It's that time of the week where Auntie Renata and Auntie Anne will entertain you for the next two hours with loads of spooky stories, unusual happenings around the world, and some things that just make you go, "Huh." <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love being called the naughty aunties. That is I my favourite, favourite.
1: Yeah, it is title. it is. Auntie Nata. You're you're yep. starting to be called Auntie Nata. Yeah, Auntie Nata. This is, is a fine. very exciting week. Is it? It is. Wednesday night. Oh, yes. Yes. We have our very first ever. I won't be sleeping for two nights. You know that. Well, we won't be sleeping tomorrow night anyway, but that's another story. (laughs) 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 Can we we share that? (laughs) (laughs) We are doing a True Hauntings. Now, some of you know the True Hauntings podcast. We are going to be doing a live show this coming Wednesday in front of real people at Maitland Jail. Yeah, watch me slur all my words for the first 10 minutes of the show. And watch me make fun of her as she does it. Oh. <laughs> That's my magic. That's what I've got to I'm offer. I'm just going to be panicked out of my pants. I have... <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> I don't know. It just came. It just no, don't. No, to... You're getting <laughs> worse. Stop to it me. <laughs>
1: Oh, 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 we've had the wheeze can, in the first 30 seconds. Oh, well done. I don't, don't want to be there, honestly. Yeah, but um, Steve's put together a great slideshow for us yeah, as well.
2: A slideshow? <laughs> Like the 1970s, Sorry, a
1: multimedia presentation. <laughs> <That's better. laughs> and uh, we have had, had a bit of a rehearsal this afternoon, and we're, we're about 90% of the way there. We just want to tidy up a few bits and pieces.
2: And you have a uh, surprise.
1: I do have a surprise. That that I haven't I've even told to you. you. Don't tell me. Yes, that's right. Steve knows what it is. Oh, but um, I found out a very juicy bit of gossip. About the whole Amityville Because this, this one we're doing live Is about the Amateurville Horror House mm-hmm. uh, We work out whether it's a true haunting or not and present mm-hmm. the audience with all of the information And they make the final decision mm-hmm. uh, But um, yeah, I found one little bit of information Which just makes you go... Oh, right. Okay. Makes sense now. All right. You can't say
2: anything. say you can't say anything. Can't no, say anything. Can't say anything. No,
1: That's for no. the people on Wednesday night to hear yes. only. Yes. Right. What else? Oh, and tomorrow night we're heading off to a haunted location to spend the night. Yes, we are. So no sleep there. Well, maybe. Well, And we're in two separate rooms. That's a little bit scary, actually, to be on our own in that place. <laughs>
2: oh, yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's all right. We'll survive.
2: We'll see what we can... Um, Put out live,
1: yeah, we'll see how we go. Yes,
2: but I've got a story. You got a story, I've tell a me your story. story, Renata. I've got a story. So, this is an interesting story, and well, thank uh, god, it, I did put a, a picture up on the Newcastle Live Radio Facebook community page. If you would like to scroll and check it out, it's 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 a lovely story about a, a lady who has decorated her home quite unusually. Um, for, well, I think it just looks like our place. It does. But uh, <laughs> for for people who um, might not live like we do, um, she has Ouija boards and everything up all over the place and coffins and oh, yeah. um, uh, memento mori photographs and all of this sort of stuff. And people get quite freaked out. So let me let me read to you what... Appeared in the newspaper. The newspaper. Yeah. So, a woman claims people won't set foot in her coffin-filled home because of ghost flatmate. Ah, a woman who lives in a house filled with used coffins and wreaths of human hair. Say visitors are put off setting foot through the door on account of her spooky ghost flatmate. Did you say used coffins? Used coffins. How do you have a used coffin? I don't know. Maybe. maybe. Oh, so, maybe
1: they've used them for crematoriums, and they they present the body in oh, the in you know for viewings, and then it it goes off. They take oh, the body I out and
2: not asking questions. Okay, don't, don't ask questions. Right. A woman claims people have refused to enter her home because of its unusual occult contents and frequent visits from supposed ghostly entities. Well, that's an idea. Becky, if you don't want visitors, Becky Ann Gallantine, thirty-one. I don't know why her date of like how old she is is useful to this but anyway uh works as a full-time paranormal investigator and licensed elba and en- en- embalmer, embalmer oh, that
1: makes sense with the used coffins now mm-hmm.
2: and has filled her home with fittingly spooky items including a wager board, <gasps> used coffins occult books and photos of the dead deja vu It's just normal as far as I'm concerned. According to Becky Ann, previous guests have reported seeing supernatural figures and have experienced episodes of sleep paralysis and lights turning off
1: unexpectedly. Well, that'd be handy if you got into bed and forgot to turn your lights off and they turn it off for you.
2: Unlike many of her creeped out guests, Becky Ann believes there's nothing to fear from spirits advising treat them with respect as if they are human and it shouldn't be an issue. Hell yeah, sister. Hell yeah. Famous last words. Becky Ann Gallantine from West Hartford, Connecticut, US said, I have heard it all. Some people are inspired by it, while others say they would never step foot in my house. The boards do a pretty good job of staying out of trouble when they aren't actively being used. There's no risk or open communication. There's a ton of law surrounding them that after a decade, I don't find any truth to. Hmm. Mm. She continued, I do have one board that has a handprint worn into it. The first day it came home, my friend put his hand on the handprint spot and the lights turned off. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Everyone in the house once had sleep paralysis after I brought home a
1: hair wreath that we tried to clean up. Hair wreath. So it'd be a dead person's hair they've made into a wreath. Yes. Memento mori, yeah? Yes,
2: yes. Mm -mm. Someone had a nightmare of her standing over them, so we thought it best to leave her as she was found... Uh, and have not had a problem since. There you go. Uh, although Becky Ann's eerie decorations have certainly raised a few eyebrows, well, not at Halloween. She feels they give her home a more personal touch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Becky Ann explained, "In the Victorian era, people would spend years of their lives creating ornate personal wreaths of human hair. I think that one shocks people. Well, I've got one of those, but it's in a it's in a um in a brooch. Yeah." It's only a small you'd, lock you'd, of hair that's been braided. You'd call them wreaths of hair, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe that's an American thing, um, the way they say it. Mm-hmm. I also care for post-mortem photographs. Got a few of those too. Oh,
1: they're interesting.
2: Taken of the deceased and their family, which may seem morbid, but I don't <laughs> think of them as uh, macabre or collect them to be quirky. This was a photo taken on one of the heaviest days of an individual's life, and I like to think I keep them from being discarded. Yeah. If any living family members came forward to claim them, I would be happy to return them. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I also don't post these images often. That's not why I bought them home. I think the used coffins tend to really make people uncomfortable.
1: I bought those home from work. That's <laughs> nothing like taking your home, work home with you, is oh, there? Oh, I don't want to take my work home with me. If yeah. I think of Maitland Jail, I don't want to take them home with me. <laughs> becky
2: Ann recently shared a clip entitled Things in my house that make the overnight guests uncomfy.
1: Oh, does she have an Airbnb? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, can we go. sign up for that? With her seven, give these seventy-seven thousand three hundred Instagram followers. Oh, can we just post up shit oh. and kind of go? Look, look, I've got this. I've got a thousand scary things at home.
1: Well, what, I could post. What are them you all doing, up. woman? Let's bring them into the
2: studio and we'll start doing videos or we'll TikTok that. Okay, when she goes by the surname of My Bloody Galantine. Oh, oh. <laughs> captioning the post slumber party. Who's in? Becky Ann went to reveal her Ouija board-covered walls as well as her collection of dolls and coffins. Showing her followers a hair wreath, she claimed she gave everyone sleep paralysis and they saw her laughing on the couch. Then it came flying off the wall and the Victorian lady in the guest room that gives you kisses while you sleep. A number of people have been left more than a little disturbed by the idea of such a sleepover, with one person shuddering. Why would you keep cursed objects in the house? Who said they were cursed? Well, they're not cursed. They're probably been blessed, actually. Yeah, and
1: they were loved and adored and people would have held them tight to remember their loved ones and yeah. shed many a tear.
2: Yeah. Now another person just said, Oh, the Victorian lady sounds nice.
1: Oh no, she gives kisses. Give kisses. Yeah. Oh no, so my husband would be in there going, Oh, kiss me, kiss me. Yeah. So it
2: look, it's not necessarily cursed or bad if you're taking stuff like that Um, that stuff's being sold on eBay uh,
1: all the time and most of it's Bull, rubbish, yeah, yeah, most of it's bull rubbish. dust. Um, but but they're, they're very good at writing a story up. I'll have to do another trash and treasure tune. Oh, yeah, absolutely,
2: tune. Uh, look, as 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 this lovely lady has said, she keeps them uh, for for posterity, and for them to not be thrown in the bin because yeah. the likelihood is that you know someone in the family who's of the younger generation, all those uh, young whippersnappers who may not think that it is uh, anything of value, might you know, chuck out dear old great-granddad's pickies um, on his last day on on Earth and go, I don't want that, that's just rubbish
1: yeah I, I actually read an interesting article today about um, letters in bottles that have been found all over the world you know had there was a whole fad where people would put a letter in the bottle yeah. and chuck it in the ocean and yeah. hopefully someone found it there was one that found uh, it was a happy birthday balloon they could see it sort of caught up in some debris and something attached to it they went and dug it out and it was somebody's ashes Ah. and it was their birthday uh he the he made contact with the people it must have had information on it saying if you find this mm-hmm. please just put him back in the ocean because that's that's where he loved to be and um he he said that the water was getting into the bottle and he didn't want it to be um, Sloshy. Yeah, so he he made contact with them and sent them a message saying, "Just let him know that we're we're taking him for a paddle on a kayak around the place, <laughs> and if you'd like us to fix him up in any way, let us know." And I thought that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, my dad has told me that uh, when he goes, that he'd like to be chucked chucked off Nobby's cliff. D- does, that's after no, he's does been- he does. He want to be dead first. <laughs> <laughs> well, he must be cremated body? Cremated too <laughs> can, I, can I video that? Because we A TikTok <laughs> We'll TikTok that Because I used to live on Nobby's Island uh, In Newcastle And it's an actual island It's very windy up there And I said to him well, I'm going to have to make sure the wind's blowing the right way Because I don't want to be inhaling ill <laughs> Face full of dad. Yeah, yeah nothing Ugh. like it. Oh. <laughs> oh. So said, we were saying to someone the other day, they were talking about somebody's ashes, and you'd said to them, "Just keep a little bit of their yes, ashes." Yes. I thought you don't know which bit you're getting. It could be their penis that you're hanging on to. Oh, god. <laughs> oh. Yeah, only I would think of that. Huh? Oh, only you. Um,
2: <laughs> but that could make a diamond out of that bit as well.
1: Oh, there you yeah. go. There's my dad. <laughs> I've got Willie on my finger.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. Haven't things changed? Now, remember, guys, uh, we are doing Q and A between <coughs> eight thirty and nine o'clock. If you have a paranormal question for us, please message us in right now on zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six.
1: Yeah, we love getting text mes- messages, even if it's just to say hello. Now we're going to go to our first song for this evening, and as I said, this has been selected tonight by one of our regular listeners, Daniella. If you have eight songs that you would like to hear on the radio show, we're happy to um, uh, put you up for one evening as well. Don't make them too obscure, because we don't. Um, it's difficult to get them, and also songs that no longer than four minutes. We can't have the ones that go for seven or eight minutes. Uh, but if you have some songs and you'd like to hear them, text it through on 0490
0: Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio.
1: It's so good to be back in studio doing this again. Had that week off a couple of weeks back with the dreaded Rona. We were just talking about the lingering artefacts of, of what it's doing to us or it's either that or we've put on weight and we've just got <laughs> aches and pains. I don't know. Uh, don't talk about that. Now somebody had asked where can you buy the tickets for the Maitland Jail True Hauntings event. The only place you can buy them is on the Maitland Jail website. So head over to there. They've actually got on the main page um, a picture of us and the true hauntings event click on that and then uh, go through and I think you click on guided ghost Tours or something like that, and it's it's under that on the date of the show. Uh, we had we only set it for fifty, and we sold out, so they've added more seats in. So yes, they have. Although I would get in if I were you and get some quick. But and look, our, our, I have to also
2: say, our beautiful uh, Miss Christie from Spells and Spirits will be there with a,
1: a table full of goodies for people yeah. to buy as well. And we'll have our goodies there too. We'll yeah. have a special deal with the the frightfully good naughty and nice oracle cards. And a mug. Yes. And we've still got some T-shirts left. We oh. might bring those out if anyone's interested. Yeah. We've got to move them. <laughs> now, my turn for a story. I'm going on to a story from Barbados. Barbados! Yeah. Now, this is the Christ Church Cemetery in Oystens. I don't know how you say it. I even tried to look it up to work out how you say it, but people apparently like our mispronounciations. So, uh, Oystens Barbados, was the site of a string of unusual events in the early 19th century. Now, it all seemed to evolve... Evolve, yes, evolve around one vault, and that was the Chase Vault. Uh, now, the the family belonged. Uh, sorry, the the vault. I need to put my teeth back in and start again. the The vault belonged to a wealthy family, whose the head of the family was Colonel Thomas Chase. Now, apparently, he was a bit nasty, Renata, and they really? had slaves. He was that nasty. That the slaves actually threatened to kill him. Oh. So he had purchased a large crypt in the Christ Church Cemetery in the early eighteen hundreds. As I said, they were wealthy. He was harsh. He mistreated his slaves. Some had threatened to kill him. And they think that the following events were blamed on the slaves to begin with, but then they realized it wasn't the slaves. It was something something, something creepy was, was going on in yeah, the
2: neighborhood. Something in the crypt was coming out. Oh slithering
1: and sliding. Well oh, you're out. in Harry Potter now. You're a Slytherin, no? <laughs> Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> What about Slytherin? (laughs) You're Slytherin. (laughs) So the first member of the Chase family who was buried at the vault was Mary Chase. Now, she was only a baby when she died in 1808. Mary's body was placed within a heavy metal casket. The second member of the family to pass away was also buried in the vault, and that was his teenage daughter Dorcas. She died in uh, July eighteen twelve. And the Port- Dorcas. Dorcas, I know. I'd just call her Dora. I wouldn't say, Hey, Dorcas. Dorcas. Anyway, um, she starved herself to death. Well, off with a name like that. Oh, but <laughs> You're horrible. <laughs> Oh, you only had herbal tea. You didn't have a coffee. (laughs) No. You need to go have a coffee. Um, So then Colonel Thomas Chase himself died in August of the same year, possibly by suicide. Mm. He must have been a very unhappy man. He was placed in the vault inside a metal coffin that was so heavy it took several men to carry it. Uh, When the vault was opened to place the colonel inside, it was noticed that Mary, now that was the baby, her heavy casket had moved from its original spot. Hmm. The casket was returned back to its original place and the door to the vault was once again sealed. Now, in 1816, two more burials took place inside the vault and again, when they've opened it up, coffins had been moved around. Even oh. the colonel's super heavy coffin oh. had moved. Now this started to make the locals a little bit nervous. The seal... They're all zombies. Yeah. The, <laughs> the seal on the vault had not been broken and people also noticed that the horses started to freak out near the vault. Uh-huh. Now you know what that is. It's the people are nervous near the vault. So the horses pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, A woman who had visited another grave at Christchurch Cemetery claimed she had heard terrifying sounds coming from within the Chase Vault as she walked by. Mm -hmm. In July 1819, another relative was buried inside. Once again... The coffins had all been moved around inside. None of the coffins were in their original spot. The caskets were returned to their spots yet again. The vault was sealed off, but this time the governor of the area decided to have enough of this. He actually put signet, his signet ring impressed into the wet cement so they would know if anyone had tampered with it. Uh the people still believe someone broke into the vault and moved the coffins at this stage. Uh, someone thought they had a bone to pick with the family. And the other thing that they added in as a security, and this is what we do as ghost hunters as well, We can uh, they sprinkled sand on the floor, but we, we sprinkled talcum powder to see if there is anyone that might be moving through that area. So they put sand on the floor to capture whoever it was that was playing tricks and be able to say, look, it's human footprint. Somebody's mucking on us here. In April 1820... The tomb was opened for the last time. The signet ring marking was checked and it was still in cement and not cracked. They opened the vault from the outside. The sealed door leading to the vault was the only way in. The men clearly had trouble getting the vault door open. It was as if something heavy was blocking the door. Oh, I wonder what that could be. Yes. Is, is, was it, is, is that the Colonel? Yes. He standing was standing up. there going, hello. <laughs> when the door was finally opened, it became clear that the Colonel's coffin was the thing blocking the door. Once again, that's huge metal heavy coffin, yeah? The other caskets were scattered around the vault. Now, what do you think is going on? I oh, know. A tornado in the vault? There was no tornado.
2: Zombies? No, no zombies. Um, the Archangel Michael oh. coming
1: to. <laughs> Who brought you? <laughs> All right. So at this stage, the governor has had enough. He's enough, enough of this, this rubbish that's going on here. Mm-hmm. He moved the coffins, put them somewhere else, uh, and uh, they left that vault empty from then on. Now, the people were looking for explanations. So one, Zombie? Yeah, can't you, Michael? <laughs> We're supposed to be paranormal investigators here and looking for logical explanations.
2: Uh, look, I'm being a skeptic. I'm keeping an open mind for everything.
1: Well, the first thing I thought of was I was reading this story. Was that there must have been an earthquake? There yeah, must but not been. every single time they've opened the thing. There have been several earthquakes. That's what they said here. But none of the other vaults had been disturbed, only that one vault. Mm -hmm. And he was in a big heavy metal coffin, so was Uh, the baby. They were on top of a portal. (laughs) Uh, There uh, had also been some floodings. Right. But they're big, heavy metal coffins. They're not going to float. No. Uh, and there were no cracks discovered within the vault and the metal coffins were too heavy to float. Right. So the movement of these coffins within the Chase Vault is still a mystery <gasps> to this day. We could do an SB-11 experiment. Oh, we experiment.
2: could. We could do an we'll s test method. method in there. We will put cat balls. We'll put the cat balls, balls in we'd, there. We'd say... Um, close the
1: doors Leave us here it, Lock us in Look, lock Don't us forget in. about us Please come back <laughs> tomorrow With coffee Please come with coffee <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the only thing That's going to revive us Vampires <laughs> is blood And Renata its coffee <laughs> A nice hot cappuccino <laughs> <laughs> Extra strong Yeah On now, full cream I, milk Extra hot with an extra shot
2: <laughs> Now can I just tell you That there is such a name As Dorcas Yeah I know And it comes from Biblical times It's its kind of Jewish Kind mm-hmm. of And it kind means of sort A of Female In Greek, the baby name means gazelle, famous
1: bearer. So your baby comes out and you go, Oh, you look like a gazelle.
2: Yeah, the New Testament Dorcas, who abounded in good deeds and gifts of mercy, was a charitable woman raised from the dead by St. Peter. Oh my god! <laughs> it's fitting in. You see? In Shakespeare's baby names, the meaning of the name Dorcas is the winter's tale shepherdess. And American baby names, we go back to the first one, a female rody. But I'll, I'll, I'm going to go with the New Testament. Yes. Charitable woman raised from the dead by St. Peter. I told you, Archangel Michael. Oh, there Michael. you go. I'm not a freaking psychic for nothing, you oh. know There you
1: go Alright everyone, we're going to head off to Daniela's next song We're going Fleetwood Mac, Seven Wonders We'll be back after this with our Q&A So remember
2: eight four triple eight six with your questions now do you have paranormal questions? Well,
0: we have the answers. It's time for Spooky Chat with Anne and Renata.
1: And it's time for some Spooky Chat with us. And did you like the new sweeper, Renata? Mm. Wasn't that cool? Very spooky nice. Chat. Very nice. We've got another one, another new one later in the evening, mm-hmm. which is going to be a surprise. Mm-hmm. But I just want to give a quick shout out to Bernie, Renee, and Damien, who are out there. Some fans. Hello, Bernie. We love you, Bernie.
2: <laughs> All
1: right. We got some questions, Renata.
2: Um, here is one for you from Caitlin. Hey, ladies. I have an interesting issue that I need some advice on. Oh, I love issues. I am going to Queensland to help my brother move into his late father's house that he has inherited. Bingo. Awesome. My brother's other half-sister, my stepsister, who is also coming on this trip, is taking their father's ashes and my late brother's ashes back to her home where she lives. The issue is that their late brother's ashes have been buried in the backyard. Is there any kind of ritual that I may need to do when exhuming the remains of the garden?
1: That's a really good question.
2: Hmm. Um... I hope you know where they are, first of all. <laughs> you
1: might have to hire a metal detector to find him. If, if they're in a metal vase. Mm. Um, is that the wishes of the person? They want to be taken? Um, I'm assuming so. Could you ask maybe for a message from Spirit or a sign to be sent to them in a dream or something to say, are you happy for us to take your ashes? Yeah, but they're
2: going back to the to you know family yeah. home, so I think it would be okay. I don't <laughs> think you really need to do anything. Um you know, just make yep. sure he's warm. <laughs> you know, wrap him in a in a f- flannel t-shirt. It's ashes. Well, you know,
1: you're weird.
2: Wrap, wrap him up. Give him a cuddle. <laughs> you know and uh, have a talk to
1: him yeah so, i no, think that's, home. that's the key is talk to them as yeah. you're doing and saying look this is what's happening and you know we want to we want to keep you close to us because we we love you yeah. and um we're going to take you back with us to the home yeah. and um just talk to them as if you were talking to a human being, and you're explaining to them what you're doing. Um, and I, I think that's all you really need to do. You don't need to worry about throwing holy water on the ground. Yeah, or
2: look, it's not as though they're going to, you know, haunt you for the rest of their your life
1: because you've exhumed.
2: Maybe in the next twenty him. years or something. No, no,
1: don't worry <laughs> about that. Absolutely not. But thank you for that question. That's a really good one. Yeah. What else have we got? Um. Hello, M. Hello, Scott. Um, what else have we got there? They've got there's loads there. What are you doing? Oh, Lisa loves our playlist. Now she wants to make a playlist for us. Yeah, now if you want to make a playlist, we need eight songs that are not difficult to find not obscure and they can't be longer than four minutes so make the list and uh, you can text it in to us on 0490 eight four triple eight six. but we do need eight songs if we're going to dedicate that song list to you like we have with Daniela tonight
2: or we can do a one-off dedication we could do a one-off special song
1: Oh, Jodie came up with a good uh, suggestion there. Maybe she could plant a tree <coughs> in his mem- memory in the place where the ashes were. Yeah, you could that's, do that. That's very nice. Uh, what else have we got on here, Renata? Hi, Sergey. what's happening with you? He's got a list of songs there. Um, we'll have a look at those. I think you need to add a few more. Uh, uh, Sky is in. And thank you, Sky, for coming on to the Believe podcast the other night and telling your ufo story that was really interesting and you spoke so Um, articulately as well so thank you for that and she's saying no questions just enjoying the show um hi Robert how is your finger that was like the worst burn I have ever seen um right okay next one we're going down Amy sending things Lisa's getting a playlist and Karen hello Karen how are you she says you have brightened my Sunday night love from Karen Renata, mm-hmm. do you have any questions? Do you no, have? I've
2: got, a, okay, I've got a, I've got a story. Good story. Yeah, I've got a story. This is about a cursed fifty-eight million dollar painting that was found hidden under a bed after police investigation into psychic swindle. It is the most horrendous painting I've ever seen. It looks like a um, a child's drawing of a really orangey sunset with this green globby thing in the front of it. And then there's some water with what looks like pears floating on the top. Anyway, that's, that's what it looks like. <laughs> so a famous Brazilian painting uh, worth, oh, stop sending me ads. <laughs> um, $58 million was hidden under the bed of an alleged scammer. It belonged to Genevieve Bog. Ichi? Orchid oh, Ichi Bog? bog. bog <laughs> bogichi, who lost $142 million in art, bank transfers, and jewelry in a suspected con? <coughs> Police say they arrested four gang members, including the victim's daughter. Oh, ooh, ah. Naughty girl. Um, a famous picture. Worth $58 Has been found hidden under a bed. We've said that 50,000 times. The Sol Poente painting is by Tarsila Do Amaral, one of South America's most well-known 20th century artists. Oops, sorry. I just said your painting was horrible, but anyway...
1: (laughs) was previously... Beauty's in the eye of the
2: beholder, no, that's No, it's just a shit painting. Oh. <laughs> previously exhibited at New York's Museum of Modern Art. Oh, I'm not woke enough. That's, that's what it, I was going to say, you're not woke enough. Not, I don't not, understand You're it. not edumacated enough. A police raid in Rio de Janeiro on August 10th. De Janeiro. On de Janeiro? De Janeiro. Is that a mustard? <laughs> Yes. August attends. Recover the painting as part of the investigation to a gang that conned a wealthy widow. The victim, 82 year old Genevieve Boggi, Boggi, Boggi. <laughs> <laughs> the widow of the late art collector Jean Boggi. Yes.
3: <laughs> it
2: sounds like a shepherd there. I don't know. Police say she was convinced to pay large amounts of money for the spiritual treatment of her daughter, Sabine, a gang member posing as a clairvoyant who prophesied her imminent death. There you go. Her daughter, however, was entirely in on the scam and swindled her mother out of more than $142 million in art, bank transfers and jewellery. Sabine and an accomplice posing as a psychic began to take the artwork from the mother's house, claiming that the painting was cursed with something negative and it ends with something negative, with negative energy that needed to be prayed over, said a Rio de Janeiro police officer, Gilberto Ribeiro. Police de Ribeiro. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. I can't make that sound. <laughs> de Janeiro. De <laughs> Janeiro.
1: Oh, we got to snort. Uh, police, oh, I love it when it's live. Police
2: state they arrested four gang members, including the victim's daughter. A video has been circulating on social media showing the exact moment police uncovered the art. Oh, look, I've got to show
1: you. You would have left this, it there.
2: This, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would have burned I liked
1: it. Uh, Robert's, Robert's comment there. He said, beauty is in the eye of the beer holder.
2: <laughs> look, oh, I'm showing Anne this picture now. I, oh. <laughs> See, there you go. Right. You, you okay. explain it. Explain um, what that piece sure. of rubbish looks
1: like. It is a uh, very block colour. So we have a blue grass with what looks like fat seals um, on the front of it, but I think they're meant to be rocks.
2: Uh, I, I said they were pears, but yeah. never mind.
1: Uh, then we have some hills in the background and um, they're all green. And then I think what's meant to be tree or cacti, Uh, and one of them looks like a giant question mark and then behind that you have what looks like a rainbow but it's all the one colour, very boring rainbow. It wasn't trying Mm. hard at all but it's all oranges, orange colour. It's the rays of the sun. Oh, is that what it is? No, I don't... You're not woke, Ian.
2: You're not woke. It's horrid. Let's just say that. It looks like an eight-year-old. Did
1: it, and um, it's actually. Oh my God, that's horrible. Now. <laughs> oh, and Maxine, no, we didn't get the picture because it said attachment unavailable. Oh,
2: that is horrible. So there you go. See this these these scams that you know the psychics go in and say that's haunted. I have to take that mm-hmm. off your hands. Mm-hmm. I'll pray over it for you if you give me one hundred and forty-two million dollars. Mm-hmm.
1: Alright, I've got a question for people What would you do if you were walking down the street and you're, you've got your favourite ghost t-shirt on you've got your favourite necklace with a crystal on it or maybe maybe a pentagon <laughs> a pentagram, um, and uh, you, you're wearing your heavy eyeliners and your, um, what do you call those boots? The Doc Martens and somebody comes up to you they reach into their bag and they pull out a bottle and they throw holy water all over you what would you do? Text it into 490 8886 because this actually happened to a friend of mine. Spooky
0: Sundays with Ann and Renata only on Newcastle Live Radio
1: and this is our last segment now before we go to the news uh, so my question for you over the break was uh, what would you do if you were just dressed up in all the stuff you love wearing and uh, walking down the street and somebody threw holy water on you because uh, this actually happened to a friend of mine uh, and he was dressed up in his, his black jeans with the belts and a little bit uh, punk and um, he had his pentagram because that's his belief that's his faith just as some people will wear uh, a cross as a sign of their faith Uh, and he had the holy water thrown on him Uh, so let's see what some people have said Um, oh what have we got i was wearing a fishtail pvc dress with a bald head at a bus station Parramatta Road at night time um, Parramatta Road says it all hang on I've got to get back I think I've left out half the story <laughs> uh, I tell him it's bloody hot <laughs> however I have more pressing clothing stories an older gentleman thought I was the SS one day I was wearing a fishtail PVC dress with bald head at a bus station Parramatta Road night time he panicked and hailed me crying oh hailed me crying um, SS That must have been like a trigger for PTSD or something if he was an older gentleman. Mm. Maybe that's what caused that. Daniela said she would probably laugh my ass off if somebody threw holy water on them and then scream, I'm melting! (laughs) I'm melting! And Crispy, hello Crispy, also had an I'm melting! I'm melting! And then cock her leg on them. (laughs) Oh, Christy, Not very ladylike. Oh, okay. Uh, Emmy said um, she was going to. I can't say exactly what you've written there. She said, Oh, thank you. Duck, I'm cured. (laughs) (laughs) Scott said he'd say, I needed a shower. (laughs) Um, And we've got a message here all the way from Ireland. Oh, hi, Daniela. Danielle. I get confused. It's old age. Um, she's. Oh, yes, it's a really good list. I like your list. Well,. we'll program that is. Oh, an Irish, an Irish dedication. Uh, I love it. Yes. Uh, we've got Jodie saying she'd scream and pretend it's burning and then start screaming curses at them. Uh, Deborah Ann said she would roll around on the ground screaming, it burns, it burns! <laughs> and then jump up and laugh, my witchiest laugh, that's you, Q. What? your... <laughs> 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 then give her a cold, hard stare that would make her blood run cold. <laughs> uh, there was, there we are, ladies, at Sergei's Random Ass Mix. Okay. Now, um, Sergei, you've sent through a uh, whole list there, but you've got four songs there, I think. Well, three songs by the same artist. Let's mix it up a little bit and uh, send me through... Some different ones. Uh, All right, I think might be his favourite artist. Well, I know, but we can't have the same artist song after song after song. Mm. Mm. (sighs) Yeah. Now, do you have any? Nobody has any questions for us tonight. We've got. We've got the spooky chat segment for for half an hour. Nobody wants to talk to us. (laughs) I just make a random question up. Yeah. Um, Do you think EMF affects human beings? Yes, it does. How? Well, depending on how strong the uh,
2: electromagnetic fields are, it can create disturbances in your brain patterns and in your brain to make you feel as though you are being watched or give you sensations of actually headaches and heart palpitations. It's really dreadful. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, nice.
1: And also, if you use EM pumps when you are... which pumps out an electromagnetic field. Yeah, you better
2: not have a heart... heart, um,
1: one of those kickstarters, yeah, the pacemaker, pacemakers, yeah, because it will affect them. Yes, you could kill the person. Uh, and we actually, when we were running uh, tours at Q Station, we used to say, "Anyone has a um, pacemaker, please let us know," because we we're going to use EM pumps. And there was one night somebody who had one. Mm. So ooh, the things you got to learn when you're doing paranormal investigation. All right, no questions for us. Just a lot of love. You guys need to. Get over to our YouTube page and please subscribe. Anne and Renata, Frightfully Good. We are 16 off, hitting 5,000.
2: Yes, we want to reach 5,000 before we leave
1: tonight. You guys can do it for us. There must be at least 16 people listening that haven't done it. Ask your
2: friends. Ask anyone. Go outside and yell. Stop people on the street. <laughs> we need those 16 ha- hail people. Hail the cars. I, oh. no, no, I don't care. All
1: right. We've got to go to the song because we're going to be late for the news. So we're going to head off now to Madonna. Oh. Um, and I think it's called Four Minutes. Does that make sense? <laughs> it's either that or it's called <laughs> F0133.wave. <dot> <laughs> it's, a, it's a surprise. A surprise. We'll see you after the
0: news. It's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata.
2: Welcome back, Spooksters, for the second hour of Spooky Sundays with your hosts Anne and Renata, live from the studios of Newcastle Live Radio in a secret suburb.
1: <laughs> secret suburb, my ass.
2: <laughs> a secret suburb in Newcastle. Um, and uh, I'm going to my story now. And uh, this is about all the things that spook the uh, royal family.
1: <gasps> oh, I didn't think they got scared of anything mm, except a- poverty. <laughs> Oh, did I just use my outside voice? I apologise. Oh, <laughs> Oops. Oh, dear.
2: Oh. So Sandringham, Sandringham poltergeists and other ghosts are said to haunt the Queen's royal residences. A number of ghosts are said to wander the halls of Her Majesty the Queen's royal residences. Yeah, I well, know. There's lots of, ghosts, lots of ghosts haunting those. Yeah. Here's, here we've taken a look at some of the spookiest instances and occurrences that have taken place. So hold on to your hats. The royal family certainly has a long and colourful history. And so it's only to be expected that more than a few spooky stories surround Her Majesty's sprawling estate.
1: I'm sure there's many skeletons <laughs> let's let's talk to to Andrew about that shall we <laughs> Oh dear uh, oh, I've got off the market. chair and I can't get back on I can't! Uh. Sorry, I've got, to, I've got to haul my sorry ass up onto these bloody big chairs. This one's pumped up so high. I think some whoever was on this last needs to get closer to Jesus or something. <laughs> Oh, never mind. Uh, Renato was going to do a story.
2: <laughs> as grand as the royal residences undoubtedly are, you may want to bring a nightlight with you should you ever be invited to stay. Many ghostly occurrences have been reported over the years, from unexplained blood stains and loud, <laughs> <laughs> loud farts. What loud footprints, oh, footprints to, to full blown apparitions. Oh. With the Platinum Jubilee now in full swing, obviously,
1: this was... That's an old story. We only of the bring <laughs> you the latest news, people.
2: No. <laughs> members of the Royal Family ha- will be banding together <laughs> with Andrew <laughs>
1: to With their EMF meters?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Majesty, uh, the Queen's 70th year reign. Oh, for goodness sake, can you just give it to your son? <laughs> He'll be on the throne for a give year a before he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> give him a go depending, of course, on what you believe, it's interesting to ponder whether any members who've lived long since passed will make their otherworldly presence known during this time. Uh, so, Windsor Castle. <clears throat> Many believe the 11th century Windsor Castle is the most haunted of all the royal residences, and it was last year ranked as the third most haunted
1: place in the UK. Oh, can we go and investigate? Sure. We'll just <laughs> ring them up and say... Uh, <laughs> You probably have heard of us. We ran in Renata. Yeah. We'll come solve all your problems. (laughs) Notably, as a site of many royal
2: weddings, there have been more than 25 reported ghostly sightings at the castle over the years, with some of Britain's most famous monarchs said to linger still inside its imposing walls. Even the Queen herself, as well as her sister, Princess Margaret, have reportedly previously claimed to have seen the ghost of Elizabeth I. Read faster, read faster. (laughs) With (laughs) respect... To pace around impatiently in the library, according to Visit Britain, Elizabeth's footsteps can be heard on the bare floorboards. Hang on, Elizabeth's still alive. Elizabeth first. Oh, okay. um, well, unless there's something we don't with, know about. Keep with the program. <laughs> Footsteps can be heard on the bare floorboards before her striking presence appears. Now, Frogmore Cottage, oh, this is the home of the late Prince Henry and Meghan Markle. Uh, they died. In the eyes of the Queen, they had. they're dead to the people of England. They're dead to us all. But Canada will take them. Rumours of restless spirits began to rumble <coughs> after Princess Eugenie and her husband, Jack Brooksbank, moved out. Oh, that's a great name, Brooksbank. The house is situated in a spooky location on the Windsor Castle estate, positioned directly opposite the raw burial ground at Frogmore, um, as reported by Hello! magazine. <laughs> Hello!
1: <laughs> I love how you did that! As reported by Hello! <laughs> God, we're feral tonight.
2: (laughs) You'll find the mausoleum that holds the bodies of Queen Victoria and Prince Albert. Oh, she loved him so much. As well as the final resting place of the former King Edward VIII and the wife he abdicated to the throne for, Wallace Simpson. She hasn't got a very good grave, I'm sure. No matter...
1: (laughs) (laughs) She was cast out.
2: no. Oh, he abdicated for her. I mean... What sort of a king was he? No matter how this s- one that
1: followed his heart. <laughs>
2: oh. uh, no matter how sceptical you may be, the close proximity of the cemetery, as well as the notoriously creepy reputation of the Windsor estate as a whole, certainly makes for an eerie living situation. I'd love that. Now we have Sandringham. Sandringham is where the Royal Family traditionally gather for their Christmas celebrations, but there have also reportedly been a few otherworldly visitors over the years. According to the 2019 book Britain's Ghostly Heritage, written by uh, supernatural enthusiast John
1: West. <laughs> he has some nice tuna, right here. A mighty fine sardine. (laughs) John West is the best. (laughs) For all those people that are listening from overseas, that is a brand here in Australia that sells fish in a tin. i just also like to sh- give a shout out to my husband, who um, finally put Windows on my computer. I've had to suffer with Ubuntu for years, which I can't do anything useful with. Um, and it was only because he hates the other programs. Finally got him to put Windows on my computer today, which was for my birthday, which was last month. Um, and what did he do afterwards? He, he boiled fish, oh. which we we hate fish. Renata and I, and it's <laughs> gag worthy. The smell through the house was foul. I'm sure it was revenge. Sorry, I've interrupted your story. <laughs> yes. I just gave you time to collect yourself. I, I
2: got to supernatural enthusiast John West. Yes, a young Prince Charles and a footman once fled in terror from the library after a strange coldness descended. With the pair feeling as though somebody was right behind them,
1: <laughs> they were feeling guilty about something. Oh, they I'd they
2: say were. a number of unexplained poltergeist Occurrences have been reported at the Norfolk based county country retreat, including Christmas cards being rearranged on the mantelpieces by unseen hands and sheets being flung off beds. <gasps> it's said that some servants have got tears rolling back. We do.
1: You've um, actually got them on
2: your glasses. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's said that some servants point blank refused to go into one particular second-floor bedroom where the sound... Off of, with their heads! the sound of <laughs>
1: heavy breathing um, oh, no, has that, been previously heard. That, that was... Um, What's his name? What was the Queen's husband? Prince Philip. Prince Philip. That's <laughs> Prince Philip, heavy breathing in those rooms. So <sighs> we have
2: <laughs> Anne Hall, the Norfolk resident's... Uh, of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge and their children, the royal couple, were reportedly previously warned about the property's chilling reputation prior to moving in. The Georgian country house is said to be haunted by the spirit of Sir, Sir, Sir Henry Walpole, whose call, according to legend, can be heard when the winds blow. Although he died in Yorkshire... It's believed the martyred Sir Henry still returns to his former home and there have been reportedly sightings of him in the garden. Fortunately, it doesn't appear that the Cambridges are too alarmed. In two thousand yeah, I'm not alarmed. I'm not alarmed. <laughs> in 2014, a royal insider from the Daily Express, not the Hello <laughs> <laughs> Hello <laughs> They were warned.
1: Poor Renata about can never get to her story in one piece.
2: Before they moved in and had a joke oh, about you.
1: That was so funny. They're <laughs> out <laughs> 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 The whoop, everyone. We've not only got the weeds, we've got the whoop. We've had a snort. That's a trifecta.
2: <laughs> no or no old home would be complete without its ghost. Now, Buckingham Palace. Some parts of the iconic palace date back to 1703. However, the history of the site goes back even further. It's said that a long dead monk seen dressed oh, they smell. in brown cowl and chains oh, not wanders, wanders the back terrace of the palace Late at night, I've heard they wander
1: the back terrace.
2: <laughs> where a long-forgotten monastery once stood many years ago, a previous reported, uh previously reported by my London. Some believe that this is the ghost of a monk who died in a punishment cell at the old monastery, doomed to walk around the site forever. And the Palace of Hollywood House, the Queen's Edinburgh-based residence, has a dark and bloody history being the site of a grisly murder back in 1566. David Rizzio, private secretary and close confidant of Mary Queen of Scots, was stabbed to death in a private part. Okay. <laughs> what?
1: of the palace oh thank you for putting in those last couple of words (laughs) we've been stamped in the private part is a completely different story renata while the queen was heavily
2: pregnant some historians believe mary's jealous husband lord darnley orchestrated the murder because of gossip that his wife was carrying Rizzio's child oh my goodness the whole lot of those palaces are haunted with lots of old skeletons that are creeping (laughs) out of the closet lots of Things that should not have ever been happening and were Oh, if those walls could just speak the truth Robert would like to say he thought it was a titter (laughs) titter. (laughs) Alright, we're going to go to a song
1: Already? Yes, we are
2: You're listening to Spooky
0: Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio Oh,
2: and welcome back
1: We're a bit naughty tonight (laughs) Do you think the boss is going to sort of yell at us? No,
2: I'm waiting for him to call at any minute. I'll keep on checking
1: the phone
2: going, get off!
1: (laughs) Behave! Now, is it my turn for a story? Oh, yes, it is. Did everyone see the picture I put up on the Newcastle Live radio? I'm very proud. She's been whinging at me that I've been using the same photos over and over because I can't find the folder with all the other photos in it. So I found this one with the two of us in it, Mm -hmm. and I'm looking very sensible, and you're looking absolutely terrified. So I removed the background, and I popped you into this Facebook post with a uh, macaque monkey behind you. Mm (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm not impressed. But I it am. did look good. It did I have to say. It looked fabulous. It well, yeah. Maybe not the thought bubbles above it, but um I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <coughs> so my story tonight mm. is about some troublesome monkeys.
2: Oh, I don't like monkeys. Oh, don't you? No. Well, you're
1: screwed. No. <laughs> One of the things that we haven't realised during COVID is that there is a giant ripple effect that goes around the world affecting everyone and everything. And one of the things that have been affected are the monkeys. Uh, And this is in Thailand because they had tourism Mm -hmm. and the monkeys were being fed by the tourists and um, they'd make... Fuss of them, and they were quite
2: still. Their glasses, yeah, yeah. They'd have a lovely
1: time, yeah. but they're having trouble now because with the lack of tourists, they've got gang warfare of the monkeys. Oh, yeah, the so monkeys out, rise. Yeah, the the outside the grounds of the temple where they live in. Oh, there's going to be some fabulous mispronunciations <laughs> in this one. Yeah. Let me tell you, Lopburi, Thailand, the local macaques. Deprived of their usual tourist uh, handouts uh, because of the pandemic, have tightened their grip on the city streets, ransacking homes, shops and vehicles looking for food. Now, the poor people that live there have actually had to start arming themselves with air guns and catapults to keep these monkeys away from their property. They don't want to kill them because they're sort of thought as um, being the descendants of the monkey god Hanuman. Mm -hmm. Uh, That one wasn't too bad. Mm -hmm. But the animals mob people in the street. They grab their phones, glasses, water bottles, keys, cameras, anything they can grab with their paws uh, and... Once rare gang fights are now becoming commonplace. Mm. So it sounds like a bit of a Romeo and Juliet No, not Romeo and but you know the what is the the catapults and the who Oh, what? <laughs> oh I failed English. It's not Romeo and Juliet. Capulets At all. The Capulets and the Montagues? The <laughs> The Catapults. <laughs> <laughs> Where they were Get warring, warring families, warring mobs. Mm-hmm. It's the Essays versus the Buttsman. <laughs> um, so we've got these monkeys now um, ganging up and having wars. Uh, one group of monkeys has taken over an abandoned cinema, with some people claiming the monkeys <laughs> are using the projector room. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think they're using the projector room <laughs> for, Renata? Watch movies. What else? Absolutely not. Um, as a kind of mausoleum for their dead. <gasps> what? Oh, so no. So the monkeys are carrying the dead monkeys no. into the projector room and oh. leaving them there. Oh, no. They are reported to be fending their territory ferociously and preventing humans from entering the building. <gasps> Soot hip or soop Panther pan wong. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend people. It's just I it's, do not have a skill in this area. It's like Planet of the Apes. That's what it is. It is, isn't it? Yeah. No, not sun, sun, sun tip. Punta wong but um, so this, this lovely person here uh, has a car parts business, um, has become a base for one of the four main monkey gangs. He said that their behavior is certainly changing. They're not just fighting for food, they are fighting now for territory. The government has sterilized over 500 monkeys, but this seems to have made little effect on the problem, and they continue to reproduce at a rapid rate. Attempts to capture and relocate the animals to a sanctuary out Outside of the city have been stalled by villagers, fearful that they will just shift the city chaos to their homes. Oh, it's Planet of that the Apes, a, I'm telling you. It is. It's like... um. The movies uh-huh. have been a prediction of the future. Mm-hmm. Now, the, I, this is actually from my favourite magazine, The mm-hmm. Fortean Times, mm-hmm. uh, and they I know you don't like me telling animal stories, but these ones aren't so bad, apart from them st- storing their dead in the projector room. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another incident. This is near Lake Tahoe, mm-hmm. uh, where a family was hearing really weird sounds coming from underneath their house. Uh, they would hear odd noises. It sounded a little bit like snoring, but they weren't sure what it was. But it was definitely coming from under the house, and they just ignored it. It was winter. It was cold outside. They just snuggled down in front of the fire and ate marshmallows, made shmores. Uh So after they, um, the warmer weather arrived, what they actually discovered was, do you yeah. know? No. A family of five bears were hibernating in the crawl space underneath their house. <laughs> they thought they heard some odd rumbling, snoring like nois- noises, but ignored it because it simply didn't make sense. A neighbor said that they were imagining it because they didn't hear anything. Um, and a spokesperson, that was a spokesperson from the Bear League, a local bear preservation organization. The league found a mother bear along with three of her own cubs and an adopted. Orphan. Isn't that beautiful? beautiful. Mama Bear was going to look after Poopy Bear because his mummy and daddy had died. Oh, I like the bears. Um, And they uh, help them find their way safely into the woods. Mm. So they shoot them out with cattle prods, no doubt.
2: I've seen those videos where they, um, <clears throat> where a mama bear is, is trying to take her her little babies across oh yes, the highway. I've seen that. You showed all me. The, all the cars have stopped, and, and the, oh, there is always the naughty one. Yeah. That Kind of goes, Oh, no, I'm going back. I'm going that
1: back. She could grab one with a mouth and herd one across, but there was the other one would come part way with her and then go, No, I'm going back. Yeah. So she'd go back to get the other one, bring it across. In the meantime, the, another one had come across yeah. and it just went on and on. Um, but I, I have one more monkey story for you. Mm, yes. Okay. This is uh, police investigating the murder murder of, oh no, Shashikant. <laughs>
2: Just move on. (laughs) Move on right now. Just keep
1: going. If I could open my eyes, I would. Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) I can't see the book. Oh, dear. Okay. Uh, Sharma. We'll just say Sharma. (laughs) In Jaipur, India. (laughs) (laughs) They found his body three days after he'd been missing um, and they arrested somebody for it. And So when the case came to trial... (laughs) they, they, the, the proceedings came to a grounding halt because the evidence had gone missing, but they could explain where the evidence had gone. <coughs> so what happened was apparently they had run out of room and uh, temporarily it had been put underneath a tree due to lack of space. So there was 15 items. There was a knife and several other things, which were evidence to prove this person Mm -hmm. had killed this other person. Mm -hmm. And they stuck it under a tree. They stuck it under the tree. And as they went to go and get it out from underneath the tree, a monkey ran up and snatched it off them. (laughs) Which was all the key evidence, and uh, ran off with it, fled with the package. The police have been unable to recover it, uh, and the prosecutor expressed frustration and demanded that Japur, rural police superintendent, clarify how a monkey could steal the evidence. He explained that the constable responsible for guarding the evidence had been suspended and had then resigned from the force in shame and died. And died. And died. <laughs> oh, bloody monkeys!
2: Oh, see what happens when. Should I have another you know,
1: crack at that name? No, no, absolutely it's not. It's spelled S H A S H I K A N T, K A N T. Right? Yeah. Can't. I've got a cold. Can't. Yeah, but my nose is blocked, so it all can't. comes out the wrong way. Oh, oh! I'm just going to a song. I think we need to go to a song. Yes. We need to recover from that. <sighs>
2: Where are we going to, Renata? We may not be here next week. I I don't know. (laughs) We might get a raise.
0: (laughs) Crystals, spells, moon cycles, and more. Christy from Spells and Spirits takes you through different aspects of magic. It's time for Christy's magical moments on spooky Sundays.
1: Oh my
3: God!
1: I organised a little surprise for you, Crispy. I
3: can't
1: believe it. You've got your own promo spot now to oh. introduce your segment. You're that much a part of the family. Um, and because Renata didn't get involved on that, I got to call it the magical moments instead of the magical juice spot. Oh. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Oh. You're, you're part of the furniture here. Oh, uh, I- those stools
2: are so high. Now, before we go to your segment, we have Ooh. to um, do a
1: shout out to a beautiful lady from Florida. We do. Oh, I've just lost it. Ellie. Ellie from Uh, Florida. She's from South Florida. She's listening listening live. She's a budding psychic and self-proclaimed empath thanks to your workshop, Renata. It was an awesome workshop. She did really good. Uh, She woke up early just to be able to listen to us two live. Isn't that awesome?
2: Bless you, Ellie, and we apologize.
1: So, Ellie, I have sent you um, a message via YouTube, which I'm hoping everyone has subscribed to. I'm going to check the numbers. Uh, and uh, she, she might be able to text in. She might. She, I think she just sent a message through, so I will find that. Um, all right, let's yeah. hand over to Christy because I'm still in, still in her time now. Yeah, Christy, what have you got for us?
3: Well, following up from last week's lemon, yes. and I'm sure everyone went to Aldi and bought those five bags of lemons for a dollar forty nine, mm-hmm. um, and invested in um, pens all over the back of your toilet. And I know there's a bit of a shortage on toilet paper, but. <laughs> use it wisely. (laughs) So I want to follow up from um, all the flashing and the lemons and things like that to actually a cord cutting. Mm -hmm. So cord cutting is magic that's been around for a long time in a lot of different cultures and I I see all over Facebook all the time people asking how do I do a cord cutting? What do I need to do? So I just want to clarify something. You just can't do it wrong if that's what (laughs) you're intent. Right. So it doesn't have to be exactly like this or like that. So a few ideas I guess for cord cutting and the reasons why we do cord cutting. So with the freezer cell, um the freezer spell where you know freezing, giving them the cold shoulder out of our life, with flushing of the toilet we're signifying that we're done with their SHIT. Mm-hmm. But with a cord cutting, we're done. We are it's done. It's There's it's no going we are back. Done. We are done. That person is nothing to us. They're out of their lives, gone. So cord cuttings doesn't have to be for a specific person. You can do a cord cutting for previous past relationships, spiritual connections, all of those things. So you can start firstly just by a simple one and just imagining it in your mind with intention mm-hmm. and, you know, perhaps seeing, you know, the separation of you and someone else either by, you know, imagining c- seeing the cord actually snippy snippy being cut. Or snippy snippy. Snippy snippy. Catty catty. <laughs> Just as a side note, when I was a child, I actually cut up everything. I cut all the curtains. I cut <laughs> all the bedspreads. Or- yeah. Cut. You yeah, were yeah. do I know, I know, that's why I'm such a psychopath now. Um,
1: (laughs) He explains a lot.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so just simple things like that in your mind, you can do that, and again, it's just about the intention you have behind it, because sometimes those cords we want to cut at some times did actually give us love, Mm. and sometimes they did, you know, nourish us and give us love and things like that. So... Whether you want to visualise, you know, sending some golden light through the cord and things like that. But really, if you're done with someone, just cut that tire. Mm. Thanks. um. Mm. Another way you can do it is um, through candle magic. And um, tying two candles together, you can put your initials on one, the initials of the other person on the other, light both candles, and as it reaches that little bit of twine, it will just burn straight through that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a nice way to actually visualize, you know, whether and I see it burning and it's disconnected. Yep. I just Another love, way... Which, I love
1: burning stuff. Any any version of burning stuff is awesome. You cut, I burn.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, see, another nice psychopathic way to do it as well is getting a photo of you and the other person and actually just scribbling out their face.
1: Oh, get to their eyeballs and dig holes. And then people think there's demons in the house and you go, no, no, that was just me.
3: (laughs) So you can scribble over their face or you can find a picture of a, you know, cute little animal or something and cut their face out and actually stick it over their face. Yeah. Yeah. So then it's like a nice little happy thing. So there's many ways um you know to cut those cords cut those ties and you know like I said you need to be sure that you actually are done with that person
1: yeah so Um, what what sort of situations could you use it in divorce (laughs) that's where you do have to make sure
3: yeah you know that you don't want to do that so you know like there are other relationships, family relationships, and some people really might feel strongly that they need to break that connection. That is true.
1: This is true. Just because they're family doesn't mean that uh, they have earned their spot in your life. Mm. They've, yeah. they've got to be loving, decent human beings. They can't treat you like yeah. poop.
3: Yeah, it can be situations that you know that you can't let go of. Mm. Oh, jobs as, as well.
2: well. Um, yep. You know, even with with um, employment. Uh, and bosses and things that um, you've had difficulty with. Um, some people just find it very hard to move on no matter how painful the situation is. Uh, mm. they, sh- they should have left a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and it, it just takes it takes forever for them to shift. So a, a good cord cutting uh, actually kind of is symbolic, but it can also start the mental process of breaking away.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm.
3: Yeah, you know, because you know, like that. Any really, anything that you've invested your time and energy in, yeah, yeah, is, is something that you can let go. Because you know, while you know, some of those some of those energy lines can still be siphoning off energy.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
3: You know, especially with like you know, past relationships and things like that, where you know, you think I'm going to do a cold cutting and let that go, and you know. Straight away the next day, that person will send you a text message mm-hmm. because they felt they felt the energetic change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. because that connection's still there, and like you know, whether they're still siphoning off your energy or whether you're still sending the energy, mm-hmm. the the connection's there. Like a like quantum entanglement. Yes. Would, would it
1: work on carbs? I, I really need to get them out of my life, and I can't. The addiction is so strong at the moment, I just, I can't. <laughs> I, I'm go. trying to say that word very carefully. Yes, you do. <laughs> Give it a go. Yeah, I don't want to. I want the carbs.
3: <laughs> well, see, um, this is the thing about being sure that you want to break that. And if you're not sure, then you're not going to do it. How about you slice up a potato and put it in the pee on it and put it
1: in the freezer. I I would have to pee on it because otherwise I would dice them into chips and eat them. (laughs) Fry them and eat them.
3: What about you give up
2: what if you give up one carb, one type of carb?
1: Which one would you you suggest, Renata? Which sort of carb (laughs) should I give up?
2: Don't look at me. do look at me. I'd fruits a
1: carb. I don't like them. I'll give them up.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, I know. The the addictive process in us human beings is very, very strong. Um, you don't see lions and tigers being addicted. No, it's <laughs> because they eat meat. <laughs> uh, oh, I think we must
1: be the only creature alive that has addictive processes. Well, the hu- humans aren't meant to eat grains. We're not actually meant to eat grains or sugar. We're meant to eat meat. Well, no. Yeah. No. No, no, Miss Vegetarian over there. There were
2: vegetables before as well. We are carnivores. Yes but you know in the starving look
1: yeah, When all, when all we were the, cavemen we raced out and we got the, the, the sheep out there
3: and we found yeah, the potatoes that and the pumpkin. and was a bazillion years ago and we, we made a risotto. Oh that's right parts. Hang on oh, shut sorry. up. Yeah, my Do we look like we're
2: starving? <laughs> no none of us look like we're starving absolutely not
1: <laughs> Robert suggested oh. I give up the carburettor <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, uh, look, next week, Christy, we need a spell for um, distancing ourselves from carbs. Well, it's I a mindset.
1: Say. We need to change a mindset. <laughs> <laughs> we need to kick the up self-sabotage
3: the self-sabotage thing, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what it is, self-sabotage. All right. Yeah, Work yeah. on that for us for next week, will
3: you? <laughs> all right. No, how about I make up a spray? So I've been sitting here making up all the sprays. So we've got new spray, whole heap of sprays to. Your True Hauntings Live Wednesday night oh, and Yes Christmas and you,
2: you are going To be there with a table full of Goodies, goodies. For,
3: for sale I am, it was like trying to choose which Child not to bring <laughs> <laughs> With all the things that I have I was like what am I going to bring, what am I not going to bring uh, well, Emma, But yes I'm sat here and I've got A whole bunch of F of sprays
1: Go the F to sleep and money effing loves me. Oh, awesome, awesome, oh, and awesome. they are fabulous. Can I just say the the money effing loves me spray? It works every time I think to spray it, and I don't. I don't spray it that often. But every time I do think to spray it, I get an unexpected windfall. Mm, I don't nice. know if it's just coincidence or whether it's the spray
2: You're manifesting. I'm manifesting,
1: putting really it out to the universe, yes. aren't I? Yeah.
2: All well, right. Well, well. Yeah. we'll we will see you on uh, Wednesday evening at Maitland Jail with your table full of goodies, um, and we will make sure we tell everyone to bring extra extra cash with them. Or, and card, or card, Or cash. Card, cash or card. Cash or card. Or chicken, whatever. And uh, we'll see you on Wednesday night. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Thanks, Crispy. Thank you, Christy. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So what are we going to do now, Renata? We're going to a song before we're, we finish up for the night? Yes, we're going to a song. It is Ed Sheeran and <gasps> it is Blow. <gasps> oh. I think it's my husband's favourite song. <laughs> Quick, press it. Let's get out of here.
0: Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Welcome back, everyone.
1: Yeah. Um, well, we've just realised uh, Renata has put the, the wrong microphones on. <laughs> well done, Renata was so worried about what's coming up that she's pressed the wrong buttons. Oh. Thinking, what's happened to my I know, I can't <laughs> even think. All right. So, we can't actually stay on for very long because we've just realised that the last song that's been put in is eight minutes long. Oh, we got to, go now. We, for us to get to the news in time, we've got ten seconds left. Um, I would just like to thank all those people who took the time to go over to the Anne and Renata frightfully good YouTube page page and like us tonight. There was no one But thank you for the thought We really appreciate it No seriously If you can go over And, and <coughs> subscribe to us We just need 16 more We would so appreciate it uh, We have got The uh, spooky sleepover Tomorrow night somewhere So if you watch Our Anne and Renata page You can find out Where we're going to We've got the uh, True Hauntings live show On Wednesday night Booked through The Maitland Jail website I think our tours Are sold out For next weekend Make sure you listen To the True Hauntings podcast Which was um, What was that, that was the Bell Witch. The Bell Witch. If you think you've laughed tonight, oh, it's worse. It's worse. Okay, and we have to go.
2: Yes, we love you all. Stay spooky. See you on the dark side, and we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Most mysteries
0: can be solved by looking at the facts, but sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable, sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live.